Welcome back to the Juice Time Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Adamani, and alongside me tonight, folks, for an astronomical Super Bowl preview episode is the man himself just on his way back from Ann Arbor, Michigan, and the 608's finest, my brother, Nicholas Osen of 24-7 Sports. Nick, it is arguably the greatest weekend of the year. How are you doing tonight, my brother? It's hard not to be good. You know, tough game for Wisconsin, like you mentioned. I just got back, geez, just about two and a half hours ago uh, from the road trip. Tough one, but this is – I even put on my board for the readers. This is one of my favorite weeks of the year. I could go without a little bit of the media stuff at the Super Bowl media week, as we know. But this game, the hype behind it, the superstars, and as we get a little further, just the overall excitement, got to be feeling good. Nick, I know you are a huge fan of the storylines that go along with this game on either end. If you talk about the San Francisco 49ers and your Kansas City Chiefs, but Oh, my Lord, are we due for a remarkable showdown out in Vegas on Sunday night. Folks, we are over the moon that we get to cap off the NFL season on a high note with two powerhouse franchises on the grand stage. And some remarkable news to share on the Pro Football Hall of Fame front. So strap in for a wild one. And as always... All right, Nick, as I just alluded to, this is our Super Bowl 58 preview episode. And before we dive into a historic matchup, the second time in four years between these two teams in the Super Bowl, I have to recognize Three Chicago Bears legends entering the esteemed Canton, Ohio Pro Football Hall of Fame come August. Two of these players being true heroes of ours growing up watching the Chicago Bears play football. The ridiculous one, Devin Hester, the greatest and first ever return specialist to earn himself a Hall of Fame enshrinement, 20 total return touchdowns, most of which were in a Chicago Bears uniform. And we grew up in the perfect time to watch Devin Hester play the game of football. We actually had the opportunity to meet him as kids outside the Hilton Hotel, downtown Chicago. What an unforgettable moment for us both. And then... Kind of burying the lead here. First ballot Hall of Famer in number 90, sack machine Julius Peppers, of course came to the Bears after a handful of astounding seasons in Carolina, but is very well remembered and well regarded in Chicago. Julius Peppers, I wore the number 90 in middle school in football because of him. I am just over the moon for these two guys. And, of course, the Super Bowl champion having a very hard-fought battle 
with ALS right now and earning that senior status in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, Steve Mongo McMichael. Three Bears entering the Hall of Fame this summer, and it is going to be a Navy and Orangefield weekend in Canton, likely hosting the Hall of Fame game to kick off the preseason. Very likely. And, you know, honestly, we've talked about, even on the show, about Hester's chances before. You know, it makes me sad sometimes to look back because obviously it makes us feel a little older. But without a doubt, the most electrifying player in the game at his time and one of the most exciting along with guys like Adrian Peterson and Megatron and we'll throw Ed Reed in there. But truly well-deserved. I was looking back at some of his numbers. He got a lot of flack too. Of course, he's not getting in as a wide out, but his wide receiving numbers, total numbers were actually a little better than I remembered as well. Just looking at the highlights, there was nobody like him, and there truly won't ever be a guy like him, especially with the rules changes. So that's awesome. And Julius Peppers, it, it felt like he was with our team, the Chicago Bears, for longer, just with his impact. One of the 100 greatest Bears of all time. You mentioned your number. Maybe my favorite football jersey I ever had. The first stitch throwback that I had was of a Julius Peppers. Uh, really, really awesome stuff. Congratulations to all three legends of the game and officially legends in NFL history. Nick, you said it best, especially when talking about Devin Hester. We talk about guys when they are entering the conversation of a Hall of Famer. Did they change the game of football? Can you tell the story of football without this player? And you simply cannot tell the story of football without Devin Hester. He literally changed the way kickoffs took place. Kickers were afraid to put the ball anywhere in his vicinity. And it's perfect that we're talking about him during Super Bowl week as he has one of the most memorable plays in Super Bowl history back in 07, 06 season, of course. The first play of the night was the kickoff that he ran back for a touchdown. And you and I as young kids thought it was a wrap and we were going to win our first Super Bowl at such a young age. I was seven and you were 11 at the time. And good Lord Almighty, were we incorrect because it was curtains after that play. Peyton Manning wasn't able to win the big one for so many years, and he just pummeled us for three quarters after that. But that is our Super Bowl moment that we'll never forget, courtesy of Devin Hester. So I am over the moon. I'm hoping to get down to Canton when the enshrinement ceremony takes place this summer. But Nick, it's time to move forward into Super Bowl 58. I will be hosting here in the great city of Milwaukee, a little bit outside in the suburbs now, but good Lord, Nick, I am coming prepared this weekend. The order has been secured for Raising Cane's tailgate pack, 
and that 32-ounce bottle of cane sauce coming our way come Sunday night. I will not disappoint with the spread on Sunday evening. Beverages, I hope not after last year. Beverages out the wazoo, a candy bar, and most importantly, those Raisin Cane's chicken fingers. And no, we are not sponsored, folks, but good Lord, it's time they slap the Cane's tag on this episode. <laughs> Nick, we will be feasting as we watch the second coming, Patrick Mahomes, look to go back-to-back in earning two Super Bowl championships in a row with his Kansas City Chiefs. And then I will say my man, Brock Purdy, leading the way for the San Francisco 49ers in his second season, of course made the NFC Championship last year and got banged up and earned himself right back in that position these last couple weeks and crossed the threshold leading these 49ers to the ultimate prize of the Super Bowl. It's going to be awesome. I mean, first and foremost, there's a reason that the spread for this game is so low, and I don't mean your food spread, though you got to step it up from last year. But very excited. <laughs> I, I love the quarterback matchup. I mean, I, I'm not even trying to hype this up. You know, I think that it's two actually really complete teams. The Chiefs' offense wasn't where they usually are for a lot of this year. 49ers' defense has looked pretty weak for the vast majority of the last couple games. But you get time to prep. Two of the top, what, five, six head coaches in the league in my eyes. Really good rosters, great organizations. The Purdy story is the biggest story. Maybe just kind of outshining the the Swift Kelsey chatter. And you get somebody who, hey, I don't give myself too much credit, but I distinctly remember this man's first season, me telling you in his playoff run that it was the best football player I'd ever seen. That's Patrick Mahomes. He has lived up to that and then some. So likable. Both quarterbacks in this game are, are so likable. I think it's going to be phenomenal. And as I get to, you know, predictions and such in a little bit, I see this game coming down. A lot of people are talking about Purdy or, oh, I love this Chiefs defense. I actually think it's going to be talent against talent. The big, the big part, the big matchup. Close game throughout. Niners close, maybe even leading late, and I see it coming down to Pat against that loaded Niners defense late in Super Bowl 58. Nick, you've truly got me grinning ear to ear, and you made two major points there that really resonated with me. You talk about the rosters for these two teams, and both teams have not only retooled, but reloaded in some facets since their last meeting in the Super Bowl. Obviously, that was Patrick Mahomes' first Lombardi trophy back in Super Bowl 54. But these 49ers have not lost a step in terms of their weapons on offense. They've actually increased their production. 
with Christian McCaffrey the last couple seasons. George Kittle has been getting plenty of production in these playoffs. And Debo Samuel, he's going to be healthy on Sunday night. I think he's going to cause some major problems for that Kansas City Chiefs secondary, no matter how good that unit is. And the stories that go along with this game, Nick, it's plain and simple for me. Yes, there is that overarching theme between your man Travis Kelsey and the most famous woman on the planet, Taylor Swift. But the story, the football story, that will go down as an NFL film special 15 years down the line when we're talking about the football life of Brock Purdy. Two years ago, he was the final pick in the NFL draft, the last one. He very well could have gone undrafted and signed as an undrafted free agent and may never actually make an NFL roster. And in just two short seasons, he's become one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yes, a plethora of weapons around him. But you're not a game manager if you take your team to -to back-to-back NFC championships and ultimately get to a showdown against Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl as just a sophomore in this league. Yeah, I, I still, you know, I'm biased toward one of the major voices that that said that about Purdy, and that was Cam Newton. I'm obviously a huge fan. I think he has further clarified some of that commentary because I don't think that a game manager is as bad as people say. However, he while Purdy's not in that echelon of, of Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Lamar. He is a very, very good NFL player, an incredible leader, a great story. And again, he's gotten his team when healthy to the furthest they could get and nearly did last season. So I think that that is really, you know, incredible. And one thing that is often talked about, as I'm touching on Brock Purdy a little bit there, Prop bets and things like that in the Super Bowl. I like Brock Purdy to hit his over on rushing yards, 19 and a half. And I see the under being played here for his passing touchdowns. I think like you mentioned, and as I see as we're live here doing the show, Christian McCaffrey is officially one offensive player of the year. And I think that the 49ers are going to need to lean on him That's why I think Purdy gets less than two touchdown passes. I think he likely passes for one. They lean on McCaffrey. Hales never fails in this one. And I say this often. I think I said it in the preview. I know I said it last year. Maybe it's just as I'm older, I just look forward to these matchups even more. But on paper, I don't remember the last time I was this excited for one. And that being a Super Bowl, I think the last year's was incredible. There was that late penalty, which people didn't like. Mahomes, though he still played great, was dinged up. You hope that the Stars can be healthy in this one. And I'm actually, I'm really curious. I'm not even just saying this for the sake of the listeners on our show. I don't know as we sit here two days away who you're pulling for. And even more so, who you're picking in the biggest game in the world this year. 
Nick, thank you so much for teeing me up there. And I don't mean to make this Brock Purdy show as we need to flip shortly to your side in the Kansas City Chiefs. But I will say about Brock Purdy, as you talk about his props, you know, potentially eclipsing that two touchdown total. I think you're absolutely right. They'll do exactly what they've done all season. It's been a recipe for success. Christian McCaffrey is by far and away the most versatile and best running back in this league. He averages a touchdown per game. That is preposterous in a league where running has all but been taken away the last few years as it's a passing league. So I agree with you wholeheartedly. It's going to be the McCaffrey show. Number 23 is going to be toting the rock. And you talk about a storyline with him. Almost exactly 30 years ago, Pops, Ed McCaffrey, won a Super Bowl with these San Francisco 49ers. So you know the prophecy is going to be fulfilled with Christian McCaffrey in that backfield. It's plain and simple for me, Nick. You and I are almost always on the same side when it comes to the Super Bowl. And our predictions are coming here shortly. The Niners are a far better, and I say far better, team on paper. Both ends of the football, they've got weapons that you can't even fathom on offense. And defensively, they have... One of the best pass rushers of this generation in Nick Bosa. Of course, he's not exactly been himself this year. And hopefully, Chase Young can make an impact in this football game. I say all that to then flip it on its head because the prince in waiting in Patrick Mahomes is on the other side of the field. And there is no question, if you have to go based on a quarterback, you have to go with the two-time Super Bowl champion and MVP in Patrick Mahomes. He is a prime-time player. There is really no way to bet against him on the grand stage. Yes, you have Travis Kelsey. You have Isaiah Pacheco. There really aren't many wide receiving options other than Rasheed Rice. So this will cement Patrick Mahomes as the prince of the NFL. And I say that with a great deal of respect as, of course, the king, Tom Brady, with seven Super Bowls. If the Chiefs are able to pull this one off, this is dynasty territory that they have reached. Three Super Bowls and I believe, Five seasons, only yep. losing to the greatest himself in Tom Brady. Patrick Mahomes right now has an opportunity to be cemented as the second greatest quarterback ever before the age of 30. I'm glad you added that that very last part because to me, he's already there. He's well on pace. And I think I don't think he ends up being... Brady with seven rings. I completely forgot about the one in Tampa. But I do think he ends up as the best quarterback of all time. I don't think 
that's a crazy thing to say as of now. I believe they'd be the first repeat champions in, I think, exactly 20 seasons. Obviously, the last team to do it was the Patriots. I think they're already – the Chiefs are kind of on that dynasty path. But, yes, you're exactly right. Three out of five, two in a row, four appearances in five years. I mean, that's already checked off. It, it really is remarkable. And, you know, I, I got to dish it right back to you because I, as we're making our predictions, I still don't know who you're pulling for here. Nick, I've been saying it all week, talking to the youngsters down at the schoolyard and teaching them the game of football and all the knowledge that we have over these 20-plus years of watching the beautiful game. I see both sides of it. I love Andy Reid. He himself has an opportunity to be right up next to Bill Belichick as a top two to three NFL head coach of all time. He's well on his way to eclipsing Belichick in wins if he continues on this ride with the Kansas City Chiefs and rides the wave with Patrick Mahomes. I am pulling for Brock Purdy because I have so much love for him and what he's been able to accomplish in such a short time and a spot where no one even fathomed him being a starting quarterback in the NFL, let alone making an NFL roster. I would be truly over the moon to see Brock Purdy hoist the Lombardi trophy and defy every odd, every doubter and disbeliever in his capabilities. But to be right alongside my brother, who is one of the most loyal fans to Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. I think the Chiefs take this one and earn back-to-back championships. And I can't really be mad either way this one goes because Brock Purdy has already proved the doubters wrong. But can he win the big one? I would be truly just overjoyed to see him hoist the Lombardi with those San Francisco 49ers. But you know I will always respect the greatness of Patrick Mahomes and this team that the Chiefs have been able to, year over year, reach the highest heights. So I think that that's a really good answer. So obviously pulling a little bit more toward Purdy, your guy Shanahan, and the 49ers, which I totally respect, like, I've been surprised when people have said this isn't like a likable matchup and things like that. I guess I understand it from one group and that's Packers fans because no, sincerely, because the 49ers have caused them, uh, you know, really so much trouble and pain in the playoffs. But I think that this is going to be an incredible game. I already said, you know, who I'm pulling for and why. Uh, I'm going to give you kind of a weird score. I got like a 27 to 25 type victory for Kansas City. Not sure exactly how it happens. I'm not going to play this, but I would take an over in this game. I like Kyle Shanahan. There's something about him. I've liked him since Atlanta. So I hope that he can get the big one. Uh, But uh, like you just mentioned, Kelsey is legitimately my favorite NFL player. 
that does not play for the Chicago Bears. I've always liked Mahomes. I've grown to love him the last couple years. Two likable coaches. I think that atmosphere is going to be incredible. And I must say, because you've, I'm not going to call myself a big fan or anything, but you've liked this artist and this person well before me, Taylor Swift. I'm leaning toward that way a little bit more. Obviously, Kelsey brings out the best. And I'm going to take the over six and a half times seeing her uh, shown on the telecast. Nick, you provide incredible in-depth analysis on this football game. And your influence with these Kansas City Chiefs is reaching so many of our listeners and maybe changing their tune about this matchup. I can't even come close to understanding why people wouldn't enjoy this matchup. You want to see the greatest play against the greatest. You want to see a hard-fought battle to cap off a remarkable year in the NFL. And that's exactly what we're going to witness on Sunday night. So, Nick, for my Super Bowl 58 pick, it is Travis Kelsey completing the storybook season with Taylor Swift at his side and those Kansas City Chiefs earning back-to-back Super Bowls, the ultimate prize of hoisting the Lombardi Trophy for Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, the dynamic duo that is. It is nearly impossible for me to bet against Patrick Mahomes on the grand stage of the Super Bowl. Only time I ever did was when he went up against the man himself, Tom Brady. Even if the Chiefs are underdogs, they are going to run away with this one. It will still be a one-score game, but the Chiefs will be in the driver's seat from the opening kickoff. I am predicting a Kansas City Chiefs 31 to a 49ers 26 And I wouldn't be surprised if Taylor Swift is on the screen more than 10 times on Sunday night. So you foresee a pretty high-scoring game. If I recall, I'm going off memory, but similar to last year. I think last year's had a lot of points. That was an amazing game. I watched with you and and some of our – a couple of our great friends. You know, that was a really fun night. And hoping for that to be replicated this season – I cannot wait. <laughs> Just two days away. Folks, there are only a couple times each year that Nick gets to break out the Chiefs red and gold, and he will be decked out on Sunday night. I will personally be donning number 13 for Brock Purdy, not Taylor Swift, and that is no disrespect because I've been a fan of hers ever since I got my hands on that 1989 album. Yes. Back in the day. So folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you for being alongside us. For another incredible NFL season. We're not going away. We will be recording. In the coming months. With March Madness on the horizon. And something I look forward to. And that is the UFL now coming into effect with my St. Louis Battlehawks. 
kicking off in late March. So football, for me, is not going away. Of course, it's not nearly as important as the National Football League, but it is a great deal of fun in the offseason. I, I think we're in for a treat, you know, really on every level. Um, with you, you get a lot of credit uh, for the Taylor Swift portion. I, I think schematically this game is going to be terrific and while I'm pulling pretty hard for the Chiefs, I hope that Purdy plays well, and I just hope that we get a great game that delivers. Thank you so much, partner. And folks, thank you for tuning in. As always, Juice Up! Bear Down Forever.